You could have heard this episode 48 hours early on our Patreon, patreon.com slash IndieHeadsPodcast. By joining us for as low as $1 a month, you'll receive episodes early and gain access to our Discord server. All of our upcoming episodes, you put on our Patreon 48 hours from hits our public podcast feeds. But if you're hearing this via our Patreon feed, we thank you so much for your support. We especially want to thank our Real Ones patrons, including Beck Etienne, George Bukowski, James Boss, Holiday Kirk, Marcy Anime, Chance Holdup, Delaney Mothman, Josiah Duncan, Jenna, Matt Cameron, Grant in the Back of My Dragula, Pablo Escobar's Hippos, Jackson Christ, Jeremy Bull, Last Man on Earth 01, JP, Matthew Taylor, Breen Hare, Drew Wharton, I Like Books, Sarah Moore, Max Kapazinski, Mark Berry, Cal50, The PP Poo Poo Fairy, Chris Wade, Midwest Maxwell, Kevin John, Jake Wald, Keep Autism Weird, Rob Marino, Max, Dylan, Zach, Gavin Varney Freak, and Maze Farms. To become a real one, consider supporting us for $5 a month on Patreon, where you'll see a bonus episode every month and get a shout out at the top of the pod. Anyways, though, enjoy the episode. everybody and welcome back to the indians podcast i'm your host maddie monroe here with jackie max and very special guests jay aka listen up nerds jay welcome back to the pod howdy thanks for having me and jackie uh what you're the reason we're here tonight what's going on well i i had the idea of doing a topical episode but of course given our topic uh it kind of feels like that topic has already died in the like week and a half since we planned this episode we're not really died but more just sort of reaches expiration date i'm of course talking about the viral planet of the base uh euro dance uh tiktok turned twitter turned youtube viral sensation which we don't have to um listen to i think people are either like i I actually the the feedback to it was pretty positive for the first day and people were like wow i can't believe we found a video that we actually all think is funny and like and very 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 quickly um that was put to the test essentially i mean I, i i think on one hand the people that are like sincerely disappointed by like the studio song to me it's like being disappointed that like the find your kids find your wife guy didn't become a real musician like uh, like it's 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 it should it should have been obvious what like the end point of this story was going to be. But assume in case you lived under a rock, there was a, a parody of Eurodance, and it was like captioned every Eurodance song in the '90s, and people laughed at the way that they captured the sort of uh. Hi, y'all, Shamir. Oh, the, hey, friend, friend of the podcast, Shamir. Friend Shamir, if, if sorry. On again, TikTok. Tic, again, TikTok did not want to play the video that yeah, it's I'm, being, I'm, I'm it's, clicking on. It's being... Uh, it just wants weird. me to go on TikTok it's itself, really, which it's is really fine. It's not I like... uh, wanting you to listen to Planet of the Things. Put your hands up in the air. Yes. You do kind of get it just on the sound alone, but You've you do definitely it. need some of the visual component. The vid- yeah. I mean, the original video was a lot of what sold it, uh, like the dance moves that the guy is doing and all of that. But like, I think the um, the reason why I wanted this episode is obviously that like this is a topic of interest to me, and it felt related to like all of the kind of dance music themed episodes that I've sort of brought to the podcast because it's like a whole universe of guys I feel like sometimes I'm exposing the rest of you to and I've been very happy to see how some of these have taken off um and so I put together a playlist that was like more of a comprehensive just like people that wanted to get 
in the vibes. But then very quickly, I was like, all right, let me put together the essential songs that we have to talk about and and turn it into a little episode. And I think this is going to be a really fun episode. I'm excited to talk about these songs with you all. Yeah, I mean, Eurodance is just in general. It's 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 a it's a genre that is like the most one, one of the most age genres ever like it's so crystallized in its era like there's just there's no way to like yeah you can try your best to update it and modernize it but like no matter what if you got the hallmarks it's just gonna sound like the 90s totally. like there's just no way but it has but that, had, but that's, yeah, that's, that's it's the had charm. this strange that's the charm. arc because of that where like it aged so drastically that like it became a black hole that like caved in on itself and then that's how you get sophie which we'll like get to but yes um like it it is fascinating it is also like ground zero of dance music uh, appropriation and like the beginning of the western conception of dance music as being a thing that comes from sweden norway and germany first and foremost mm-hmm. as opposed to being and we've talked about that on uh, former episodes of this podcast like club songs to song and fuck you but today we are dealing with uh another culture i know well due to my uh italian german dutch ancestry <laughs> the fucking europeans uh, we're getting yeah. into it in this episode. We are we are going to understand the European mind to the best that we that we can. Um, maybe we yes. uh, maybe we can't rank the religions, but maybe we can rank the regions of Europe. After I think we can rank the European <laughs> countries. <laughs> we can, on we this can reach a Yeah, I think that's definitely uh, doable. We're definitely not going to cause any conflict. I'm just thinking right now. I don't know if you saw the headline today about. I believe it was the killers getting in trouble for they were like yes uh they were in a, a eastern european country i forget which one they're in georgia they're in georgia they were in georgia and they were uh they, they brought some fan up on stage and it turned out to be a russian guy that was like an a a refugee of the russia situation but like obviously people that are being invaded by russia aren't like super stoked about russian refugees so like it immediately became very contentious and then the killers tried to do a very bono-esque that's your brother man (laughs) uh uh sort of sort of approach to it um very sean (laughs) penn-esque approach to international relations yeah no definitely not this doesn't play that's Uh, which is very Better developments in the NBA recently. There are just a lot of players from like Eastern Europe um, that have come over to the league recently. And so like you get to learn a lot about like the uh, Eastern Europe politics and like all the geopolitical conflicts because of just players that players that are on different teams. It's true. Yes, we, we, we all yeah. learn about the Balkan state via uh, basketball. Um, but let's. Let's let's get into. Uh, I don't I actually don't know where this first. I, this is the other funny thing is like, this is true for a lot of dance music, but like I do try to like as a general rule, as you can probably tell about me, like I like knowing about context and history. There were a lot of these songs I had like the the disposability and the anonymity is kind of the point with this music, like. Yeah. A lot of people made the joke about how the first follow-up video the guy did, he replaced the woman, and a lot of people were really mad about it. But also, it was like, that's kind of, like, doing the exact same song, not changing at all, but replacing the woman, is a very Eurodance in spirit thing to do. 
and I think and also just the videos themselves. Like again, they would have yeah. the people that weren't actually singing the songs singing we, we the songs in the video. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of that. But anyways, let's but listen to our first one. song, which is "All Around the World" by A Touch of Class. There are so many songs in this episode that just use almost identical arpeggio synth riffs. Like, I, I describe the zone generally as what we'll call the uh, Hathaway uh, What is Love zone. Like, any riff that enters the like, whenever it feels like it's just kind of ping-ponging back and forth like that. So many yeah. of these tracks are just built around that kind of a uh, loop because it can just keep going and going and going and going. Yeah, it's, it's hard to um, talk yeah. a lot about each one of these songs because it's like, we've heard 20 seconds and, and guess what? It's going to be mostly this the whole time. But like, yeah. just like we talked about in the Club Songs episode, it's like, one, most of the time these are going to be mixed in a way, but also like, you know, some of these songs I do genuinely, and we'll get to like the, the very best of them. I don't think this is like one of the absolute best. It feels very like prototypical. I kind of feel like this is like, one of the most archetypal Eurodance songs I can think of, but like, there are some of these that just do feel like, oh, I could just listen to this forever. Like, it's just enough of a pop melody and just enough dance and just enough minimalism that there's like space to just keep dancing in it like forever. And that exactly. is that is that is the dream of this music always. The goal. Maddie has. It's just again they they want forever dance forever dance parties. You know, exactly. never stop. Uh, Maddie has a Spotify bio pulled up here, and it says yes. that this song uh, became the most overplayed song in German radio history. Interesting to hear that they have like a metric to determine what the most overplayed yeah. song is. But I can yeah, definitely see how this that. is a song where, in like retrospect, people would be like, "Oh, I didn't like this that much." Even if it's like an okay song, I could see how that like, is the story of all of this stuff. Like it's... the earworm definitely deteriorates yeah. on repeat listens. I was saying you to this to Max before the podcast, but this is my like Flo Rida episode. Like truly all of these <laughs> songs like reduce me to like a pure embryonic state. We'll, we'll get to one song on here that is literally, I think like my origin story to a degree that I didn't even reckon with for a while. But like the, the comment that Grant made, I forget which episode it was, but when Grant was like, the way that anytime there's a song with like spooky, scary skeletons and Halloween, I love it and I can't help myself but loving it. That's me basically anytime a song has a synthesizer. And like <laughs> this this music is kind of the origin of that because the 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 pro and con of it is that like middle school, like four-year-old level music enjoyment, you can get these songs about as much as someone on Molly in the club, right? Like they are yeah. so <laughs> elemental. Yeah. yeah, you gotta put your put your binkies on and go to the raves. Exactly, literally. Which is which is again which is a real thing, a, a real of thing course. as far as yeah, I, I mean. Graves, it, like, it, the the reason the for it just it's like there are a lot of drugs that make you grind your teeth, and if you're a grind your teeth person, that's what the binkies for. Just in okay, case you're wondering. Now that I did not know. Yeah. I, did not, I, I just assumed it was just like, oh, here's a device to do more drugs. Oh, I mean, yes, they some I people they'll, they'll put drugs on on the bank okay. sometimes. Yes, but like okay, the, so I was I was the, the main the main reason why it became a thing is because Molly, especially it, a lot of people, like if you're someone that grinds your teeth in your sleep, generally you might just start doing that when you take the drugs. So that's what the the, the pacifiers are for. 
in Raid Culture. Yeah. Fun facts for you. Um, but that's I, fun. I love the little would... xylophone. Is it a xylophone? It, it's not a xylophone, but it is a very it, it's a very plucky. It's a very percussive yeah, 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 yeah. like synth lead. Um, I forget which episode it was of Sexy Songs. They explained the '90s, but I think uh, yeah, he was talking about the. Um, was called a uh, Robin S show me love like that little keyboard riff. And you described it as like bouncy balls that are just like all landing and, and satisfyingly bouncing <laughs> the perfect height, you know, it hit something. Yeah. Are, but, are uh, ravers afraid to say they're sucking on a binky? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty I, obvious. I have never they're... heard it described as obvious. a binky. <laughs> I've only heard it described as a pacifier. I, 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 I imagine... <laughs> we don't need to mince words, but yeah. No, I, I, I understand. We, like, I, I, I think I understand why someone, even if you're going to be an adult with a pacifier, why you would choose not to call it a binky. Like, even if you're an adult diaper person, maybe binky is not the word you want to use for it. You know, I would use binky if I were in the club. I would use binky, and uh, I I've also just to think, this already one song into. The <laughs> well, I, just, I think it's like a very, it's like an intellectual pursuit. Like if you occupy your mouth you can focus on other things like hearing the bass and like really feeling the music in the you know. 21st century the thinker would have a binky in his mouth that's correct exactly. that's, that's um, correct before we move on to the other song i want to um introduce a sort of running gimmick that i've sort of set up for this episode because as much as i am the electronic music expert this is the indie heads podcast and indie is short for independent rock music and it uh-huh. would feel kind. And I know we've done da- entirely dance music folks episodes of this podcast before, but I just thought like Gavin's not on this episode, and Max is like very famously not a rock person. But I want to show that this is real music too. That that you can play these songs on real real instruments. So uh, I'm just gonna drop the first link in the uh, in the Eurodance episode uh, Discord oh, chat. God. And Maddie, can you hit play on this for me? I think this will introduce. Okay, this this well. this is why you said you're going to be a Gavin of this episode. This is exactly why I said I was. There there's a playlist Gosh, that you're not aware of, but this is a, a group called Naked Round the Block. They are from Germany. This is the only song they have ever released. Um, <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> what a waste of a great band name. It is good. There's unfortunately no video component for this that I could find, so we're just looking at the cover, but... The most generic <laughs> group of, like, butt rock guys you could German line up behind a band. That's, that's yeah. the thing. Wow. Uh, rock and rompin is, is <laughs> the word in German. Ooh, we have a little... It's like a... Sounds like Interpol a little bit. I mean, I I suppose you could say that. The baseline. Like, I, I hear. I I would say another band, but I would spoil something that's coming later. Um. Yeah, this is. Uh, I had the. I, I I stumbled in this idea on a song we'll get to later in the episode, but very quickly I was like, I wonder if there's one of these for every single song we're talking about this episode. I wonder. I don't know. We're just going to have to go through the whole episode before we find out the answer to that question. But that was a thing I wondered very early on when I... Uh, I, I like how, like, kind of uh, Tony Hawk skateboard soundtrack, the the, the the vibe of the instrumentals is on this. Anyways, this is, we don't have to listen to much more. Wait. But yeah, this is... Uh, this was released this, in that 2014. Was awful. Huh? 
I know this is up. It's just uploaded in 2014. I th- this came out. Yeah, it's gotta be. I, I pulled up. I, I found a dis a Discogs page for this group, and the, this is their only song, and it has appeared on a couple of different like Europe Rock 99 whatever compilation. This is released in the year 2000. Okay, that makes uh, a lot more in sense. Germany. Um, with some of these songs, we'll get into sort of charts up, but like I think it is. I think part of what you were getting at as far as like getting sick of them, it's also to an increased degree, I think in Europe. Cause like a lot of these songs that like they charted, they were purely novelty songs in America, but in Europe, a lot of these songs were like number one song for eight weeks level popular. Like it, it was. Yeah. And so you can understand. And it's called Eurodance for a this, reason. This is beyond, basically beyond country like, origin. This is their country's equivalent of us creating punk pop punk covers of whatever <laughs> like what this german band is doing yeah They're like let's take the big pop song and be like what if the the what if it was blank it has a new context now which is that now um some guy does youtuber face at the start of the video and asks the question <laughs> literally but like the entire history of the internet basically since the the dawn of this era really was the dawn of like what if it was blank uh rock genre subgenre um uh covers but let's move on to uh i think one of the big titans of this episode perhaps perhaps yes. the best song of this episode i don't know this is uh this is a you i mean Matt, you just hit play on the song everyone's gonna be like yeah and even if you don't know the name of the song one of the most iconic like synth melodies ever i would say like maybe like just the most it's like i i I think when i was whenever i listen to the song i imagine it being a more complex song than it is and it actually is pretty complex in terms of the way that like there's like a key change in progression to the melody but like there's literally one lyric to the song it is like kind of the original daft punk around the world where it's just one 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 lyric and one like central synth riff and that's like that's all a song needs really aren't a lot of your there were people in the comments arguing over how many words are in the song <laughs> like on youtube just <laughs> that's like, very funny. some people were like uh no it's you are not you or you're it's like 10 or 11 a very european thing to do by the way but i think this is also the one of these songs that i think has like the most cultural like permeance like this is a song that at every single fucking edm rave i went to and most of even the ones i still go to you will still hear a remix of this song like this is the one of the staple like anthem everyone put your hands up in the air okay the beat's gonna stop for a minute so everyone can recognize the song and start singing along with it like this is the archetypal uh that moment in the set and 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 this kind of gets into immediately the other sort of discoursey thing that this episode dovetails with, which is the whole like round four of what has been edits discourse for DJ Twitter is basically like uh, hard is, is turnstile gonna have an impact on hardcore for for DJ Twitter? Like it's this conversation we've kind of been having for two years now. What um, what does that mean? And, Sorry. I, I can't explain. I'm trying to relate this okay. to Jay, who, okay. who uh, I, I, we I can't get into that. Not everything is for you, Max. Not everything is for you. Okay. I can't explain Turnstile and DJ discourse to you okay, at the same yeah, time. Yeah. The DJ discourse thing is about 
what has happened since the pandemic, which is that a lot of like underground techno type music establishments are people are playing more pop edits. There's a really, really, really great article in DJ Mag about this by Chal Ravens that starts out with a story of someone playing a Venga Bus remix in Bergain, which is like the stuffiest, most rules-y techno club in Berlin. Like, it's something that would have been unthinkable years before. And like, the piece lays out like, look, some of it is like really hacky, just like, basically a Peter Griffin approach to DJ, or like Family Guy approach to DJing, where it's like, hey, remember this song? Remember this thing that exists? You know this thing. It's it's like the 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 Demi Adigewebe song he did about Ready Player One, where it's like, remember this? Remember that? Hey, like, some DJ sets can very quickly, DJ sets can very quickly become that if it's like not used well, but I forget who it was in the piece that brings up this song, but they basically talk about it like, if you can build up a DJ set that builds to one of these moments and like earns it, it's basically like a trust fall where you've basically like earned the audience's trust. Like, listen, I've proved to you that I'm cool. Now let's, let's all just enjoy this moment together so that like without pretension and like being able to trust the, the, the cheese of that is kind of the, the push and pull of this because like on one hand, it can be like, I mean, the reason why they called it trance music is because it was like transcendent like people especially early on there are like those viral videos of the, the guy at the rave being interviewed that's like i believe this is god's music like people that like find a real kind of like spiritual ecstasy in this music but it can also very quickly become like novelty disposable trash and i think uh a great Actually, we can't get into the next song. Well, here. yeah. But the next song we talk about, <laughs> the next song we talk about, I think, is a whiplash from this one in terms of the uh, theme. Do we have anything else to say about this song before I play a video? I was just, uh, it's a yeah. banger. I think the song is very good. Aren't a lot of uh, Eurodance songs kind of in like minor keys? Because I feel like it uses. I don't know. Um, I'd say a lot of them are. I mean, I'm always. I'm. I'm. I've gotten better at it, but I'm not always the best at being able to to key, figure yeah. out key by It ear. sounds like it's but me. Like, I don't know if it is. Um, no, like this song especially is like, I mean, it belongs in the pantheon with Hey Ya of like upbeat beat, sad melody, uh, happy sad songs. Like this is one of the all time great Robin dancing on my own. It's like we're all in the club and there's like a wistfulness and like a nostalgia, but also an uplift. And those two things. Yeah, totally. Side is kind and of like the point. And, th- and then some of these songs will I will either do that or they will be like, let's have a party. Like the LMFAO type mm-hmm. uh, iterations of this genre. One in particular, and, which we will get And to. bridging the gap is Wiz Khalifa uh, sampling Alice DJ oh, for Stay. This, yeah. th- that's the other thing is that this song has been sampled covered wrapped over like so 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 many times there were a lot of as you might imagine this was not one of the hard ones to find a rock cover of um and uh some of these other rock covers we're gonna listen to are pretty bad so here's an actual good one just let's just listen to a little bit of this that i've just posted in the in the discord this is a uh this is a youtuber named gentlicious He's got a, a seven string. Wait, hang on a second. Hang on. Sorry, sorry. Let's look at that C. Why is there cum dripping over the C there? 
Because it's going on. It's delicious. Like delicious things. He needs you to know that it's like not even in a weird way. He makes his bed on some Josh Jordan Peterson shit. Wait, just 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 watch. He's setting up a bit. I don't. I'm not sure. I fully understand the bit, but he's setting up a bit. This is a European bit. Going above my head. I actually don't know what this guy's from. No, he hasn't. Just wait. Okay, he he's uh. He's in a dream in... cloud now. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's actually, so, it's, so, it's like actually like, not bad. Yeah. Sounds like music, you know, like nostalgia critic theme music, but you know. Nuevo disco de gentilicious. Yeah, I think this guy's from. What 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 if the what if uh, Better Off Alone was from the Doom the Doom 2016 soundtrack? Oh, he's guys from Costa Rica. Oh, sick. Uh, the Alice Anyways. DJ record was called "Who Needs Guitars," and the answer is me. I need guitars, and I, I need the Jet Lucas cover I also of Better think Off that, Alone. Like, yeah, like, unironically, and I've talked to Eli about this, like, my entryway into actual heavy music and, like, becoming someone that knows how what hardcore kids be like, etc., was just being like, okay, well, I like really over-the-top aggro dance music, and just, oh, like, yeah. learning to, like, translate that onto guitars music, and so, like, this, uh, this, this, um, LCD sound system S switch for turntiles to guitars is like, uh, see, and now the, the dream, uh, version of him does the, the solo. Ooh. Let's go. go. He's cooking. He's really cooking. He's cooking. But yeah, like, I, I do think that this does, even though he's, he's flexing a little, like, the, the song has a real, like, the songwriting craft of it is fucking awesome. The way that it is one melody the whole way through, yet it feels like it has such a climactic, just, like, build and ascent to it. Like, really great. Yeah, this is sick. Man, that, that was sick. Yeah, uh, that, that, that was like the, the song probably is the best, the best of the the covers, unfortunately. But I mean, oh, best, is, best is relative, you know. Like some of them are better, yeah. but <laughs> we'll get we'll, we'll get to that. Anyways, yeah. Let's talk about um one of the one of the most important songs in my life. Unfortunately, let's talk about Blue Bada Da Da Ba D. Excuse me. First of all, did this song invent the minions? Question number one, I had. Um, it is highly probable. Highly yeah. probable. Do we have the minions without the song? Probably not. I think. I would uh, agree. Do we have the blue man? When does the blue man group invented? Is another what question. The, I have. Blue man group invented the color be... blue. No. Okay. The blue man group was formed in 1987, so the blue man group already existed. So they were probably yeah. fucking stoked when this song came out. They were like, "This is our time." We got an uh, the fucking voice. blue SEO is going way up. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the most annoyingly catchy songs of all time. Okay, like, it's, it's so bad. Immediately, but, like, I just have to get into story time. I think this will make everything make sense. Okay. I was, I want to say, five years old. I can't be older than seven in this memory, but I believe I was on vacation 
on the big island of Hawaii. I think yeah. We were in a car somewhere. Like it wasn't like a very scenic memory. This is like fully. We're just like in a car in a highway somewhere, and I am listening on a portable CD player, like one of those like ones that has like a hand like strap over it so that you can hold it without it like uh, skipping or whatever. And I was sitting in the backseat of my car with headphones plugged into it, and I had some kind of like. I'm sure it was like a, now that's what I call music. What some compilation? Because I'm I did not have Eiffel 65 on CD. However, Blue, Dabadi was on there, and that was the moment that the Italian German blood in my body was just like activated, like sleeper cell agents. <laughs> and really, the whole like when I said the thing about Grant being like anytime you hear a synthesizer in a song, you just like your monkey brain turns on. It's this song's fault. It's 100% this song's fault. I blame this song for altering my brain chemistry, and I'm not even mad because it's like, but like there's also a weird. I remember as a kid spending a lot of time thinking about the blue man in the blue Same. house in his blue world, like really thinking about it, like in the backseat of that car, just like looking out the window, being like. Man, sometimes I'm in a blue house in a blue world, and everything is blue. Like I understand. <laughs> and, the world um, building in the Eiffel 65 of Verse is just like off the charts. It's next also, level. I I was really into the movie Big Fat Liar at the time, which I believe also uh, uses yeah. this song. If I'm correct, yeah. I, if they didn't, it was like I'm just uh, combining those things in my head. But Paul Giamatti um, got yeah, blue, blue in that movie. Yep. They, they blew his ass up. Um, uh, Tobias Fuente, I blew myself. Big time. I remember doing, like, a lip sync routine with my friends to this song. At, of like, course. Of a, course. Like, a Y2K party, I think. And yeah. I was, like, I had to have been, like, seven years old or some shit. Like, it was definitely a New Year's party. We, like, gathered a bunch of parents to wa- make us, or make them watch this. And we just thought we had the shit, and uh, they all yeah, just politely clapped. I, this 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 era of music did invent a lot of that kind of like YouTuber or like just like comedy music yeah. kind of culture because like so many of these songs like had parody versions in the 2000s, right? Like this was meme music before we had the internet. I mean, yeah, that's like what Crazy like, Frog dude, is like. I mean, Crazy Frog's even yeah, later. later than Crazy Frog is drafting, is drafting a, yeah. off of this. Crazy Frog is taking it one step forward where they're like, all right, everyone loved the I'm Blue song where they, or like these songs where they don't even have a real front man to the group and it's just a song. And then they just eventually years later were like, what if there was a, a cartoon mascot that we put in front of the yeah, song? Yeah, well, Crazy Frog would be like an um, AI these days. Yeah, Crazy Frog is 2003. Yeah. We're, yeah. These are mostly yeah. 90s. Uh, yeah. songs that we're discussing here. <laughs> I love the Euro, the Eiffel 65 Europop album. There are one, two, three, four different versions of Blue on this album. I was going to say, we're, we're going we're gonna to get to one later that I really want to talk about. This is a real same fucking song again, uh, Goldmine. There are a lot yeah. of candidates that, uh, from this episode that we could do same fucking song again. I'm sure we're gonna do another edition of same. Like that's that's an evergreen one of yeah one of Grant's like best ever podcast ideas is, is the same fucking song again. But absolutely, um, uh, yeah. No, Eiffel sixty five. Yeah, like I I looked them up. I had n- literally no no information about them. 
I, I didn't know that they were Italian until literally today. I kind of just like, I knew it right in my blood, but like, I never even bothered to check. Right. Because like I said, I was thinking about the blue man and the blue house and the blue. I was not thinking about who made this. The how they behind made the this. blue world. What, yeah. what, what, what equipment did they record it on? Like, it does take me back to something that I really do miss, which is that like, before you know how the sausage is made in any genre of music, but especially electronic music, right? Before you have any idea of how someone could begin to make it, it just feels like it comes from a different world, right? It just, a blue world, if you will. Um, And (laughs) uh, it it was very formative to me as a kid. Like I definitely, yeah, it reshaped my, my interests very early. The video um, of yeah, them going I, to the blue world is, like, really fucked up. Like, why would they invade? Like, they just get shot at. Like, Eiffel 65 is in the video getting shot at by the blue men. God, I mean, I, they, again, they're colonizers. Yeah, like, to colonize the Italian, the blue yeah, world. classic on, Italian man. colonization stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I, I imagine you have something else you want to play, Jackie, but I also really quick, quickly want to play. Go ahead. Of course, Eiffel 65, take a shot. There's a great uh, one-hit Wonderland episode from Time of the Shadows, which introduced me to this song by Apple 65 called My Console. And what is My Console about? Well, you're about to find out. Yeah, these, these, these guys are really Italian. One of several this episode. Like, all right, just kind of standard, you know, uh, kind of Euro dance stuff right now, you know, fun sense. These are the most charismatic men in Italy. My man looks like Dave Draymond from Disturbed. I was, I was just circling <laughs> around on my brain. You nailed it. Yes. He looks like Gavin Rossdale. The other one does. Like, what's up with this? This is a Eurodance song about the PlayStation 1. <laughs> this is literally just the fucking uh, goddamn Nirvana the band Nintendo song. Oh my god, yeah. If this is just We Shop Wednesday, but as yeah. a Eurodance song. Yeah, they're, they're going in. This is great. Okay, I just I just want to play a little bit of, of my console okay. by i I'm glad you did, because that was way better than what we're about to watch unfortunately um oh no i'm sorry oh <laughs> another metal version oh by jonathan young and talk <laughs> i want to beat this guy to death with my bare hands yeah this all made my eyes tear up like i, I can't <laughs> it's just immediately he just made like What's going on? <laughs> Yo, how my dog just nae on me? Wearing the fucking hundreds uh, huff. Yeah, uh, dude. Sweat, sweatshirt. You think he's wearing the weed socks, too? I'm sure. Oh, probably. <sighs> I just, I feel like everyone, everyone here... Should we try at the hog for the crime yeah, this, they're this doing right now? Right. Beautiful song. This, this, this effectively like ruined whatever kind of childhood nostalgia I have around. This helps me see the song clearly, but also it is like 
the worst combo of like metal guy and also like giant air quotes pop. I mean, as I learned through doing this, I already knew this, but like the YouTube metal industrial complex is so. It's I mean, so like kind of going back to the joke I was making at the beginning. There's nothing that like makes metal fans more want to click on a video than the idea of like a very unmetal song being covered in a metal style even though most people that actually like really like and care about metal are like these those are never good but but like for whatever reason people hear like sound of silence done by the disturbed and they're like oh my god this song that's soft now it's metal like like Okay, we, we, can, we can stop now. Actually, okay. I, I, I really do not. The metal and screamo cover industrial complex it's is so like, wild. it's so thick too. It's like, I mean, like everything has gone like punk goes whatever. And it's yeah. just like it doesn't anything that they can find. Exactly. Um, go get a job. It, over over the age of eighteen, right. Max. Yeah, over the age like, of eighteen is where they do not the, go. The, the real thing that essentially happens with metal covers and the reason why there are so many of them with this episode is any time you can take a song that even if it isn't feminine is like cutesy, is just like the opposite of metal. Like that's kind of the whole point of these. It's like, what if wouldn't it be twisted if like this song that people is for like little fucking girls what if this song was like hard as shit like that that's the ad it's very it's the um if anyone has seen the uh pre i think you should leave tim robbins sketch where he's like the leader of a skateboard gang he's like we're fucking terrible people oh yeah it's that kind of kind (laughs) of energy very like truck nut energy yeah yeah it's like, what if we took this song that you think is a guilty pleasure, but now we made it innocent? Like, it's okay for you to listen to this because no, there's exactly, a guitar yeah. and a man screaming. These guys look like uh, pretty much everybody in Denver. Like, <laughs> guys, <laughs> yeah, this is just yeah. like big Denver energy. Oh, Maddie, totally. do you just yeah. want to People scroll down to the first comment to see if it says, uh, oh, this is so much better than the original? Oh. When you're depressed, but also metal. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Well, because I'm blue, oh, so I'm yeah. not being oh, there blue. You go. It's it's a, again one, mm. two, three, four, Yo. five comments, and we got to it's no, better than the original. Scroll um. up to the. Uh, this is going to be my wedding song, and uh, in Germany, being blue means being drunk. By the way, like just really, <laughs> really good. Which like, is also fun. It's also funny to say that because. This song is Italian, like this yeah. band is Italian, and people just assume that they're German, which is all it's so I am German and Italian, right? Which are probably I I, I really have all of the the Axis powers of Eurodance, oh, right? Yeah, you like, I was gonna say that. Like yeah. I, I, I have Germany, Italy, and then D- D- Danish Denmark, which is not I mean Denmark and Sweden and the Nor the Nordish Nordic countries are all kind of equally responsible in this in this arms race, but especially you also have them. kindness um, in your heart. But yeah, thank you. I do. I have kindness yeah. in my heart. And I and what's the what's the Ivan? I know. I know who the basis is. Tweet. Oh, <laughs> I, I know kindness. Yeah. I know. I know, kindness. The <laughs> I know the basis. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's move on to uh our next song, uh, La Bouche. Be my lover. The boots are fucking cool. I don't know anything about them besides that they're cool and they look good on the covers of, of their music. Um, they're extremely cool. Uh, I do believe it's rest in peace to the woman from Labouche. Damn. 
because uh, I was looking yeah. that up today. But this is like a formative memory for me. I like my parents do not like music by any stretch of the imagination, but I remember my mom fucking loved Be My Lover by LaBouche and probably bought a CD with it on it. And I've heard it like a million times in the car. Incredible song. Yeah. Um, there's a, a, a very interesting thing that happens. Um, I think in this music genre only, which is like reverse whitewashing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, like instances where the person who actually sings the song is white, and then they have a non-white person as like the star who's in the video. I think it's probably like weird. I mean, like Europe w- was aware that they were importing this music from black people in America, at, at least at the beginning, right? Like, and then it gets mm-hmm. passed back to America through the weird cultural like gramophone thing, but like mm-hmm. there, there there was more of a consciousness with when they adopted it, and so I think it's probably like weird Europeans being like, well, this is how we market the song, is that it's like we need like a quote-unquote diva vocalist as like the the front i i don't there's also like weird instances with some of these songs where like the person wanted to be anonymous or whatever like um and like i said like the anonymity of all of these songs like even if there is a a star and if there are music videos like it is kind of designed so that it's just kind of designed and trapping for songwriting that's going on behind the scenes mm-hmm Which, uh, yeah, her, her, her death is especially tragic just because it was a plane crash. Like, yeah. just complete, yeah. you know, freak, you know, not, not as just like very random and very sad. Yeah, yeah. very sad. This we'll, talk about, we'll talk about this later, like, because there's another guy on the playlist that this applies to. But uh, the guy who raps on this song is an American guy who was yes. stationed in Germany oh, for the Air Force. That- and that, that makes perfect like, sense. Some of that like starts making sense, but then you gotta also wonder like how much the CIA and the government are responsible for Eurodance. It's a good, it's a, it's a important mean, I, question to ask. I this, this is this is a, a, a such a slapper though. Like it. Oh, I don't this, care. Yeah, yeah. This, this, make this, some heaters. Come on. Oh, absolutely. You um, don't think they're responsible for some of the best bangers of all time? You're out of your mind. Uh, LaBouche has I mean, a couple other bangers. I mean, this comes from the album Sweet uh, Sweet Dreams, which is the next song here and is their other very big hit. Oh, but yeah. They, they had a couple other bangers on there. Um, yeah, shout out, shout out to LaBouche. I don't have a whole ton to say about the song, but this just felt like a very, like, very important uh, jewel in the crown, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this is my pick for, like, best song on this playlist, for sure. It makes you feel... I, I was feeling mm. down on this playlist also, also, for a while, and then it was because I lost power, and I was feeling very grumpy. And there were a couple songs on here that made me very upset when I was grumpy. And I was like, I don't know. Um, I feel I feel like I'm going to say some mean things about Europeans, things that I don't mean, um, things that are too harsh. Um, and then I was listening to this song in the morning, and it was a beautiful day. The sky was out. I felt lucky to be alive in a part of the world, and I think that's what Eurodance originally intended to um, before it was taken over by Infinite Covers um, in order to kind of, you know, it's kind of like the uh, original, like, making your track or your album, like, 30 tracks long to take advantage of streaming numbers. It's like, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna release covers. They, 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 they had to pretend like like, like there are a lot of these. One in particular that we'll get to, where like the person had an entire life, and then they released this song on a whim, not knowing it would become like the thing that defined them for the rest of their life. And then once that happens, you have to be like, "Oh, I've been this guy the whole time," and let me tell you the story of this guy that made this song, and it's like. Just 15 other uh the same fucking song again type beat sort of things um we were talking with the last cover about like uh how, which of these covers are like trying to be funny which ones are like trying to be actually epic and good or whatever this one feels like it's trying to be funny but also uh uh yeah let's, let's, let's just hit play on this one for, for a little bit this is says 80s metal 90s dance pop it's mashup. just so hard for metal guys not to bug me and I'm sure they're like, well, this guy feels like he's kind of making fun of me. Like, the costume leads me to believe that this guy is not being, like, sincere in his appreciation of 80s hair metal. Yeah. That he's, like, kind of making fun of it. I also think this is interesting because it kind of, um, it, it, it demonstrates the connective tissue that connects, like, cheesy 80s music to cheesy 90s music, essentially. the sideburns and just chopping for a second he has the video. big Roku yeah. oh he does I, I do see I do see Yoda he's got a sick ass man cave I would party with this dude I would too yeah he's got he's got some good, good stuff going Travis on here Travis Bomber is his name for anyone trying to watch along at home um yeah there's, there's quite quite a few of these they're a lot of fun Oh wow, Labouche Wayne McRae from Labouche commented on this, saying this oh. is one of his favorite covers of the song. Oh, let's go, Mr. Labouche! Yeah, oh yeah, that's out Wayne. Let's go. I will say, I, we'll, 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 this is going to be a problem, not necessarily a problem, but sort of a trope of Eurodance as we move on with this playlist. But uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of these Eurodance songs had. I won't call them unnecessary rap verses, but like they try to incorporate yeah. hip hop in very awkward <laughs> ways. Like yeah, having rappers on the track, but like, eh, was it, was it needed? Like, yeah, I mean, th- I, there's one song in particular I put on this playlist very specifically to capture that. I think, cause that, that, that is how I was tying it into um, the, uh, the parody song. Cause the, the thing that the parody song really gets at is the ones that have a girl, chorus guy rap verse sort of dynamic i mean this is also the era where like there was a lot of those collaborations happening in actual hip-hop but it was like these very stilted like you do the rapping and i do the singing and there's like a very like divided line sort of like now this section of the song starts you know um and these a lot of these songs have that sort of a um a trade-off including this next one that we're going to talk about but but yeah, let's let's just let's get to the the, the captain himself, which I actually realized I forgot Everyone to add this salutes, to the playlist. Salute to the captain. We, and the reason why I forgot, I I for I didn't realize that I hadn't added it was because we've been talking about Captain Jack anyway. I was a little like, nervous; it wasn't a part of the playlist. Oh. No, 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 yeah, yeah, Captain Jack was meant to be. I, 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 what did I cut? I cut, I cut Castles in the Sky, which is a great song, but just like I didn't. There's not anything funny to talk about with. Captain Jack, there's so much going on. Yeah. Well, first off, this album cover, this is one of the greatest album covers I've ever seen in my entire life. The, the, Hot the anime babe in uh, the shortest skirt ever. It's camo. Uh, looks like a Sailor Moon character. Uh, 
uh, I want this as a tattoo on my body forever. I don't care. That means I don't get to have a, a job ever again. It's, it is worth it for the sexy anime babe on this cover. Hands. It's nothing weird, I swear. Yeah, not, yeah exactly. Uh, Captain Jack, who, who who is dressed up like a like a dictator from a divide and conquer game uh, that you see in one of the FMV videos, uh, FMV yeah. cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This and the song also itself really is a banger, of course. The, um, how like Miami bass music and the sort of call and response uh, hip hop stuff starts influencing these tracks, where like. Any anything that, that ba- a lot of these songs basically devolve into like soccer chants essentially, mm-hmm. or like in this case like army, like left right left right chants. Like it, it, it creates a very easy audience participation, much like the dance uh, craze song sort of style. Like any song that like the the, the audience can do a like yeah we want some pussy type like call and response yeah. with yeah, uh, yeah is very very much of this ill. It's a, a key plank of the of, of the Captain Jack uh, platform. Is, is that sort of thing? Captain, Captain Jack, Jack accepts all the... into his army. As yeah, long as you're like, ready to a... dance your heart out for him, he will welcome you with open arms. I love the video because it looks like it's about to be a man going off to war, but it's a woman going off to war. And then, like, you see the Captain Jack has uh, assembled like a squad of very hot babes to be his infantry in whatever war he's decided to fight. Yeah. Uh, we should, we should talk about... The war um, against fun. That's we the, should talk that's about the, Frankie yeah. G. So uh, so this this yeah. group uh, is helmed by a guy named Udo... Uh, what's, what's the guy's name? Uh, the producer... Uh, actually, no, sorry. Uh, sh- uh, Lisa DaCosta is the other singer, and there was a guy, Sharky Durbin, who was the original... Um, rapper, but then he was replaced by Frankie G, who is really the most like, is the canonical Captain Jack, yeah. uh, and he is a American via Cuba, via, like Germany, so he, he's born in Cuba, and then he moves to America, and spends some amount of time there when he's young enough to like, have citizenship but then goes to Spain and somehow ends up in Germany but also served in the U.S. Army because he had American citizenship because of the, the, the Miami thing. So, like, this okay, guy... The C- okay, Jay, the CIA thing Germany. you're talking about... Yeah. You might not be wrong. You might not be wrong, dude. The cultural displacement of this guy that you kind of feel when you hear the song, it, it's not... It, that is that is very much this, this guy's real experience, uh, is that he was really in the Army and he is really a air quotes American guy who's really a European he's a real life drill sergeant you know he, uh, while recording music under that na- under a different name he proposed the idea of a dance track based on a drill routine that idea became the Captain Jack style uh, he also introduced the costume a stylized U- a military officer um, based on the US Army officer's dress uniform and a red hat based on the Marines um mm. Red Hat hasn't aged well, Mr. Jack. Um, yes. Big this, stolen this... valor energy, by the way. You are <laughs> oh, not a Marine, even though, sir. Even though he, he, Who's your yeah, commanding I, officer? I, 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 I do love that idea, though. He's like, oh, we could just do a little of this, little of that. It doesn't have to be, like, being a military guy, but being very chill about it. <laughs> um, But yeah, like, as with any one of these these groups, it's like, he has the one idea and then it becomes a novelty hit, and then 
it's like okay i guess now we've just gotta like cover other songs question mark um and so that brings us to before we even get to the rock cover i have one or two songs where there's just some kind of bonus little thing to share and this is um so captain jack's been dead since 2005 however they just recasted him like this is a weird project yeah. where like since the original guy the, the main guy was not the original guy there is a very like rotating cast of just like whoever they can get to play these parts sort of thing so maddie if you can pull up the the, the link i just posted in the discord right there captain uh, jack is like the doctor this is for this is a, this is an example this is three months ago this is uh what captain jack is up to these days oh air quotes captain jack that's just no. That's not Frankie G. It's not Frankie G. It feels weird. It's not. But he's still like in the regalia, even though he, he doesn't like have to be. Like this isn't military themed at all. No, that's the thing is I love that. That's it's, it's like you break out for this thing that has this one specific concept, but now that one song's concept becomes your entire like artistic oeuvre. It's such yeah, a, like, this is insane. You backdoor had, your way into being this guy. Yeah, they had like other army songs, but after OG Captain Jack dies, they still yeah, they, need Captain their other Jack. Hit is just called Drill Instructor. Yeah, they did, a, they did a cover of In the Army now. Obviously, um, the Joyce Manor song. Yeah, the no. Joyce Manor song. Yes. Yeah, no, the wife. The wife. Whatever. Well, I read that it got clearance <laughs> from like an army base in Europe to like shoot a music video on there. I wonder if the uh, Simpsons bit where they uh, like the Ivan e- e- Etniage, like the yeah. army propaganda. I wonder if Captain Jack influenced that in any any There's little way. There's gotta be a little bit of that, yeah. Because I they, guess they I'm don't, too young to know like the actual. They don't in- have it as yet. a um as a like uh, chart with like the lines like they do with a lot of bands. But there have been, so there are three different male vocalists, uh, Sharky Durbin, Frankie G, and now currently Bruce Lacey. But there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight female vocalists from 95 to 2021 is when this uh, timeline goes up to. And several of these vocalists like have one name and then a different name that they were credited under, um, which is common (laughs) in this genre. That's true. Yeah, I love a, like a vaguely exotic woman name as a vocalist, and like yes, it's like Sabrina seventy four on Discogs. Like if you're trying to find her. All right, now that we've seen uh, Captain Jack go rock, let's see rock go Captain Jack. Hold um, on, this is like if you're seven years old and you found Santa like smoking a cigarette behind your house. <laughs> it, it, it is a little bit like. Why is my teacher at the mall? Um, uh, this is a, uh, a metal covers channel. Um, that uh, drum set is crazy. It was like when I was listening to Rush at 12 years old and like, look at Neil Peart go. God, man. <laughs> this guy sounds more like Captain Jack than the guy they currently have playing Captain Jack. No, actually... Okay, this one actually is, is 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 a lot better than the blue cover. Yes, not hard, but yes. I think I think because this one just translates better to metal. 
It's also just done, like, not uh, insufferably vocally. Yeah. It's a very faithful vocal. And I also think this um, does kind of connect also, like, the, like, kind of, like, very technical 80s shreddy guitar style, like, works really well for a lot of these synth riffs, you know? Like, it translates very naturally. And it's the same sort of just, like, like this, this is the hair metal of electronic music. Like, this is the bubble bursting. It just happens way quicker than it did with metal. Like, um, but yeah, this breakdown's actually kind of nasty. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is actually kind of sick. I can't lie. Um, yeah, this, like, was, this, this is the second one I found, and this was like, okay, I have to see if there's a metal cover for every one of these. And spoiler alert, yeah, there are. Um, yeah, this has several, like, actually sick. The drummer is going in. That, that He's, like, kind of the MVP of this video. He actually does need like all of those symbols. He, he kind of does. I feel like this... Uh, so, like, I remember Captain Jack, like, the first time I heard it was because of DDR. And now of it's like, oh, of course. Okay, now this is like the rock band version. Like now I'm exactly. playing rock band at the homies house. It definitely does Me. sound like a rock band version of a non-rock yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, it's also I've told this to many people, but whenever I tell them, they're like, every everything about Porter Robinson makes so much more sense when you learn that he was introduced to electronic music via Dance Dance Revolution. And then when you work when you work backward from that, like the everything about him, you're just like, ah, I see, I understand. Um, But yeah, uh, let's move on to our next song, which is uh, one of the better songs this episode, made famous by a little film called Uncut Gems. This is "L'Amour Toujours" by Gigi D'Agostino, who also in his Spotify artist picture has like a sailor hat on. This is the exact moment when I was like, the Safdie brothers are making a movie for me. After after watching one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life, and then they end it with this fucking song. Yeah. Is so I was just like, yes, my my boys. Yeah. It's also like going back to what you were saying earlier about um Better Off Alone being a very sad song. This is similarly like Yeah, I was gonna yeah. It does like, make sense I, I listen, for the end of the movie, I will even say, though I it is. And, and I hear how, like, Tonight became a thing. Like, Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Hudson, Hudson Mohawk is very inspired by, like, happy hardcore and all of that shit. Like, mm, that's, yeah. that, that's a huge thing for Sophie, too, is that it's, like, seeing the, the most kind of over-the-top version of dance music and pushing further in that direction instead of retreating from it. Just found out that l'amour toujours means love always, uh, which you so know. True. Yeah, that's uh, it's just we are going to have fun tonight and love always, everybody. What's that? Uh, the Branson tweet where it's like, uh, "I love you all, stupid idiots." I, I mean, that, <laughs> you know the one I'm of, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love. I think that is like the one thing that really did work about the parody is the way that the parody captures like. These songs that have very broad sentiments, but then also these broad sentiments are being translated from like a European language into English. So like the all yeah. of the dream, all of the dream, and all of that stuff in the chorus, like it, uh, the rhythm is the dance or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a, lot, there's a lot of stuff on that. It's like yeah, the, the 
the movement of the rhythm. I actually, and there's one song that is not on here that I think is like the, uh, the Rhythm of the Night by Corona. That the reason why it's not on here was not because I was like, we don't need to talk about that song, because I realized that for a long time, I like got the Rhythm of the Night and um, two other songs. What's the, J- uh, the J-Lo song? And then also Rhythm is Waiting a Dancer. Waiting for Tonight. Yes, Waiting, Waiting for Tonight, for tonight um, Rhythm of Tonight, and Rhythm is a Dancer. Those three songs are like a little mixed up in my brain sometimes. Um, but yeah, uh, all classics. This is Rit- a slapper. We'll get to Rhythm uh, yeah. of Dancer later. But, no, the, uh, the tweet was uh, French DJ voice. I just want to say to all ugly and dumb people, oh, yes. stupids. I just want to say to you that you are all beautiful. Beat kicks in, which is like the entire energy <laughs> of this entire uh, I should actually uh, bring up genre. Uh, Molly just had a really funny tweet the other day um, about a, a guy that is very much of that energy. I'll pull up. Before, oh but, yeah, yeah. It's, um, um, I do. You've now reminded me of the uh, the <laughs> the rhythm and the night thing with the Esoson Reboco Son Night. Oh yeah. With the, yeah, the the guy gets the lyrics mixed up and he thinks it's Spanish for are those Reeboks or Nikes? <laughs> the funniest. <laughs> yeah. God. Just like, oh man. I, I, I yeah. will never forget walking out of the theater still like shell shocked. Just just kind of pumping my arms in the air to this great. Yeah. It's like, oh, like a, a like a kind of de- you know, really depressing ending to this movie where you know, spoiler alert for, you know, a four-year-old movie, you know, oh shit, Howard Ratner, he's dead, you know, his addiction has finally killed him at what should have been his his apex, his peak as a as a gambler, and, you know, as you're thinking about it, it's just, you know, it's it's great, perfect yeah. movie, love it to death, um, great song. Real quickly, uh, this is this is a clip that Molly posted, is just a perfect insight in I mean, everyone loves to post the shout out to his family clip, but this is this is the same version of Look that, but moon. less. Sometimes I wonder, is there anyone living on the moon? <laughs> Have we ever been to the moon? <laughs> just, sometimes I think of this stuff. <laughs> sometimes I think of this stuff. No, like, I, there will be a study one day on the things that, like, being a part of rave culture does to your brain. And I'm going to love to read that paper when it happens. Because uh, there's something going on there, and I don't get it. Yeah, I, I mean, a little bit of it is just the combination between the fact that rave culture, especially early on, was, like, very big on plur, like, peace, love, unity, respect. It was, like, about building this, like, utopic thing. But then also these are rich out of touch europeans yes so it's like when you're constantly being bombarded with like positivity love vibration messages yeah while also be not wanting to like uh be a good person or whatever like those two things the the the, the conflict between those two ideas is how you get shout out to his family yeah right? it's like, like socially like, induced mm-hmm. cte essential yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i mean i definitely have a little bit of post post rave 
traumatic stress disorder for sure i would like it honestly i would love to be like just super positive all the time and not cynical and wonder if we've ever been to the moon i don't know yeah i i constantly strive to be more more like this type type of uh guy in general minus the 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 shout out to his family like obliviousness to race and culture because you also it's like the flip side of that coin is that a lot of these guys are like the i don't see color man purple black blue whatever like truly another they were the inventors of the obama post-racism white mindset like they invented it in the 90s but yeah um Let's 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 check out this uh metal slash rock version of Lamora Tajors. <laughs> oh, okay. This is from a fellow named Danny Metal. Yo, shout out Danny Metal. Looks like a guy got the fish islands looks like a guy named Dan- christmas just, time just, ima- just imagine this? a guy named no. danny metal it was june <laughs> it was june perfect he looks like if like luke combs was a metal head you know like that's the look this guy is rocking he kind of does sound like he didn't take the amp settings off of like recording a metal cover of Paco bell's canon <laughs> The drums sound weird. I don't know what it is, but they don't sound normal to me. No, the mixing is very weird, yeah. But he's not a bad singer. Alright, that's enough of that. Okay, you get you get the point. You get the point. I uh, mostly so some of so, there are a couple of these videos where I was just and we can even as we sort of get to the end, like there was a point where I knew I had an ace in my sleeve. I knew that the very, very last song we were talking about, there was no fucking way there wasn't going to be a million covers of it. So because of that, I had like a stressful period from like song six through to the end where it was like, can I find a rocking cover of every single one of these songs? And we'll see how I I come very close. Um, But let's move on to our next song. It's, DJ Sammy um, and uh, a Japanese artist named Yanu. This is Heaven, which of course is a cover of Heaven by Brian Adams. By, by Lone's Lonely Boys. We could have, we could have, if we if we wanted to, done another Boys of Summer cover and done two weeks in a row of Boys of Summer covers because uh, I guess probably after Heaven, DJ Sammy was like, well, I might as well cover the other hit brian adams songs and then also kind of had a mini hit with their their boys of summer cover is better than the pop punk boys of summer cover imo but this song especially is the one that like gets so popular that it almost eclipses the brian adams song like the brian adams song is more popular on streaming but only by a factor of like two well actually no it's not true but heaven has almost 500 million plays but this has like 150 million plays like to a generation of people that are me, I know this song better than the Brian Adams song. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard for me to go against Hoosier Excellence, Chris Rowe, and the Ataris, but I do kind of agree that the DJ Sammy cover of Boys of Summer is better. 
This rocks. I will also say, oh, yeah. yeah, like DJ Sammy is one of the more tasteful producers in this bunch. Like there's, there's a little bit of a finer touch on this than there are on a lot of the other ones. See, this is the kind of thing that you only get from like DJs making dance edits of uh, rock songs that the the Philistines on the metal side of things just wouldn't understand. There's a lot of nuance. That, I think uh, there, these yeah, guys are I, missing I, out I, on. In this, in this era, I think people realize that like the way you get people to still like like big cheesy anthemic rock music that is now going out of uh, vogue in the '90s is you just uh, give play it for the people that are on Molly. Um, that's yes. the answer. Like like if they had made like a Eurodance version of like the big U2 hits of the '90s, that would have gone fucking crazy. I'm sure they did, right? Like like it's that kind of like you're able to completely like you're the way that people talk about you two and i talk about this when we talk about creed but like the way that the goofiness is like part of the equation but that you just kind of get lost in the rapture of it like that's very much it's like obviously i know better off alone these other songs like kind of have that sort of cheesiness but like when you just let yourself go to it there's a real catharsis that can be found there and like i think over time i think that's why you see the pop edit stuff being so popular now and it's like Yes, we all like uh, a 12-minute uh, Ricardo Villalobos uh, techno remix that takes like eight minutes to get to the good part. But we also like songs that we can sing along with, and we shouldn't pretend like we're better than that. It's just about how to deploy that effectively and tastefully. Um, and I think this song is a good job of giving the goods while, while also being somewhat art. I like this little part where it just breaks into acoustic guitar for a minute. Like, really pretty. I think this is a great song. Yeah, this is a lot more tasteful than the American answer to this genre, which was third wave ska. Oh, gosh. Like, <laughs> like it is, they do run very... No, yeah. Kind of in There's, tandem. I mean, the, ne- like, the next song, we're, we're about to uh, brush up against that full, like, like into a real yeah. degree. But no, yeah. It, it's really fascinating how I, I was able to see so many parallels with other kind of niche cultures having their sort of crossover commercial success moments because like for a lot of people it's fascinating like so many of these covers to people aren't like a specific musical genre they just are like the mise-en-scene of the 90s right like like you were saying earlier yeah. like they're just so trapped in time like but yeah heaven dj sammy that that's a tune right there that's a that's a tune very yeah. trancy very very ethereal um especially oh. Oh, then, uh, yeah, all right, Matt, this, you get yeah. to play this. You can just hit play on the next one. Yeah. Um, this uh, being an ethereal song, our, 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 our fellow Mr. 331 E-Rock, I think his name is, has, by the way, 1.5 million subscribers, almost 1.5 <laughs> million subscribers. <laughs> he is in he's the clouds. He's in heaven. He likes he's Batman. He's just like me. <laughs> I don't like Batman. I don't know why I said that. Is he Batman? Is that Batman Beyond? Unclear. It's Batman okay. the Orange. Okay. Um. Yeah. This one's just really. I, this guy. There. There were several of the videos in this playlist that this guy has covered. I just found his whole deal to be very funny. Just like not singing or playing any instruments, but just alone in the sky. Also, the way the, the, the guitar tone on this. 
makes this sound like a Blink-182 song. Like, this is this is essentially <laughs> warping back around to the pop-punk uh, version of Brian Adams again. Alright. Alright, that's this enough. This is great, but we've got, a, we've got a, a, a very, very, very big topic. Oh, yes. A big man. A big, yeah. big, big man, big shoes to fill. Big shoes, big shoes. Um, big shoes. Uh, this big is shoes. a man... Known by Scatman John. I'm a Scatman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Is it, this might be my favorite song of the playlist. <laughs> no, it's, it's so good. Maddie, you're, you're correct. It's, um, just, it's so much fun. It just feels strange to like listen to it and not see like World of Warcraft characters dancing on my screen no, at the same I mean, time. This is, this is like up there with fucking um, the Rickrolled song for like yeah. earliest or earliest songs to get run into the ground by the internet. I mean, because this was a hit in like '95, so like basically as the internet is dawning, this song is like in the cultural air, and I feel like it has just lived in like memes and stuff ever since. Yeah, like when I became like a serious logged on internet denizen as like a 12 year old, probably like bordering on 13, like YTMND and stuff. I don't know if you guys remember that website, but like it, it just, it's this shit. Like it's just like Early kind of YouTube. a joke, but yeah, yeah like, oh yeah, like, for sure. Like YouTube, like. Like, like when like red versus blue, like Halo videos, right? Like mm-hmm. you gotta go back to like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This, and and this song, I think also it's like the the Numa Numa song is kind of a similar, like a very particular kind of. And there have also been other versions of this hit that are essentially like combining some element of like either big band or jazz with like 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 we were talking about um we speak no americano and stuff like <laughs> that like like there is a, a history before and after the song of stuff like this but i i just think that like in addition to being an incredibly funny song like the way that it starts like how can you not fucking love a song um scatman john is i i'm gonna say it right now it has to be Put him in the guy hall of fame. Scatman yeah, one Don of the most is interesting men who has ever lived. A fucking guy. I, so first of all, Scatman John, John Paul Larkin, was born in 1942. I I just need everyone to like soak that in for a second and realize that like Hitler was alive when this guy was born and he lived to see Eurodance, right? Like, he yeah. was a jazz pianist. He died because... shortly after the wave of Eurodance. He couldn't live yes, without he, it. He, he he did not, unfortunately. I mean, we can get I'm into it. He didn't have to live in a world without it. He yeah, got like, to... like, he, yeah. he, A, he, uh, as, as um, Gavin loves to say about uh, LCJ, he still sees the towers. He didn't have to live <laughs> to 9-11, right? Like, he dies in 99. Yeah. And he sort of does get to live, I mean... I just was so fascinated by his art. I actually watched a documentary on Scatman John today. It was like eight minutes long. It was like an excerpt from a documentary, but I watched it. And he has a stutter and has had a stutter his entire life. And was very self-conscious about it. Was like bullied as a kid, obviously growing up in the fucking 40s and 50s with a stutter. Like his ass was getting torn up, surely. But he, he gets really into Ella Fitzgerald and jazz music. And he decided to start playing jazz piano because it was a way for him to express himself, 
without uh, stuttering. And but then he has this King's Speech esque relationship with this, um, I believe, Norwegian dance producer guy who basically floats him the idea of like, what if? Because he was already he was already starting to experiment with like doing vocals in his music, and the guy was like, hey what if you combined it with dance music? And he was like, I don't know. What if it's, what if people laugh at it, whatever. And he just goes and does it anyways. And he creates Scatman, Ski-Ba-Bop-Ba-Dop-Bop is the official title. Um, And it, yeah, it, it was just like a right time, right place, lightning in a bottle sort of thing. And then immediately, like I've said, like I was describing with Captain Jack, it's like now this one-off lurk in this guy's long life and long career, it's like many years into his life, and he died relatively young, only 57, but like, Mm -hmm. uh, so if he's 57 in 99, he breaks through in like 90, his album comes out in 95. So like he was like in his late forties, late fifties, like was not like a like having a, a a career breakout like this, and to have it be like this song was like number one in a lot of European countries. It sold like six million copies around the world. Like this song was huge, even compared to a lot of these other songs. Like absolutely fucking massive. Um, and it's like a man conquering his fear of like public performance in in front of our eyes and essentially like leaning like he literally was like nervous to record the song and his wife was like you should make the song like about your stuttering essentially and that's like where like the scat man sort of idea came from and and it's like this beautiful like redemption arc story for this guy although now he's essentially like a meme but he also like i think there's some kind of weird silver lining of like it's probably kind of nice that he like just got to ride out the novelty hit for a couple of years and not have to be around for like the sad part of being a one-hit wonder you know what i mean like mm-hmm. yeah cool and he was overcome. he was successful in europe and japan where like those things endure forever and like get run into the ground and you remain famous for a really long time yes. even though the joke is like dead and gone he was absolutely huge in Japan to the point yeah. that many, I was looking through the, uh, the like track list of his follow-up records, which are called everybody jam and then take your time, which is very um, ominous. The cover of take your time is him standing in front of like a clock. And it was released like six months before he died of lung cancer. It's very um, big Leonard strange. Cohen energy there. Just like yeah, the all, last all one was take your time. All, all of a sudden, Scatman John got very serious in the third, but, but all of his records after the first one, like the second one has like song titles that are like in Japanese because he was like, I need to, it's like he was the original go to Brazil, but it was, it was with Japan, but also like there were several other, um, and, and also, as I was saying before, um, Scatman World is one of the all time same fucking song again songs. The second song, if you can just hit a little, a little bit of that, Maddie. Honestly, almost as good, if not better. Like, there's some. Yes. (laughs) I mean, there's something I think particularly effective, and this is obviously like kind of a a exoticizing thing sometimes. But like, being able to appreciate something on a post-lyrical level, like like the fact that Cocktail Twins were making it words is 
additive because it allows you to project your own feelings onto it. It's like there's there's no there there. It's just skibidi you got up up, but you you feeling it in in the sense. I, it's very emblematic of the Eurodance era, like the uh, schoolhouse rock kind of rap. Oh, totally, yes. Um, it, it's very, uh, everybody, rap to the beat. Yeah. yeah. My name um, is the gangsta, and I'm here to say you got to help your community in every way. In a major way, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Scatman John, also, I said this in the chat before, but he looks like white Steve Harvey. Especially, <laughs> especially in like the very first pictures of him that appear on Google Image Search, where he's got the hat and the mustache and the hair. Like, it's just all, like, just an incredible guy. What a, what a presence the Scatman had. Um, I, 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 was, I was just enraptured going down the Scatman rabbit hole today. You bet um, your ass I'd actually, take 25 Benadryl if he was the hat man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which actually, speaking of which, that does bring us to uh, our non-metal cover video, which we do absolutely have to watch. So, Scatman, as I said, passed away in 1999. But every once in a while, either legally or I don't know how this happened, um, uh, this is a collab between the Scatman and the hat man, which is never something I have ever heard this other man described as. I have no. never heard him <laughs> called the hat man. This is, of course, of Mambo number no. five fame, Mr. Lou Bega, another confusingly, another confusing ethnicity one hit wonder. <laughs> Just. I love that Lou Vega is making like um fake like Afrobeats pop music now. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the, the production of this is very funny to me. Just like like this, that, this, of course this is what Lou Vega's up to these days. Lou Vega and Flo Rida seem like they would be destined oh, to come out at some yeah. point too. Lou Bega thinks he's Pharrell and he is Flo Rida. Also, the the original um, two Scatman videos, both really great. The original Scatman video is just black and white, like him to camera uh, doing all. But then the second Scatman world video is a little higher production. He's out in the world, as it were. It's it's but, a steam level it's a steam level video, people. Like, it's very good. Lou Bega I, does I, not I, have these hats on. Like these are, I, it's like he just like showed up to his friends one day and started calling himself the Hat Man, and he just no yeah it's <laughs> like oh, yeah. the Hat Man I, I is the most like nickname self appointed nickname nickname I've ever heard exactly yeah next to Ti saying they call me Candle Guy on My Love by Justin Timberlake like those are the two <laughs> nobody's ever called you that ever exactly. Alright, let's watch this next one, which is the origin of this whole bit. This is fucking incredible. This is a, uh, a, the most Jack Black coded video I think I've ever seen. Uh, this is from Moonic Productions. If System of a Down wrote Scatman. Please stop looking at the camera, sir. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. 
Okay, stop looking at me. Okay, it's, it's a good surge impression, but please stop looking at me. Stop. Stop. St stop staring his at me. I don't like the way his hands move. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, no. He's doing like a little dance. Definitely. It looks like Trump making fun of someone. <laughs> no, yeah. Honestly, this finger, isn't like, is he... that far from a system of down song. Like, it has a oh. breakdown about, like, drug reform. I think it's about the exact same in terms of, like, lyrical content. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what made this in the down so great, is that they were simultaneously, like, the most serious band. Like, the band that writes prison song, but then also the band that puts the, like, I went down to Hollywood to smack my... What, like, the, the, the ridiculousness of Sesame of a Down does kind of make it well-suited to the Eurodance style. Also, sick breakdown right here. Well, this, this isn't really System of a Down, but whatever. Yeah, this is hey. System of a Had breakdowns like this. Come on now. Is Armenia part of Europe? I'm just like, I'm curious. Like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I you're, do... you're, you're, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to weigh in on this. Even no, though I, I, like, I, this is literally like not a geopolitical question. This it, is like it, a, it, a, it, a it, geography collection. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay, cool. Okay, so Wait. I was trying to figure out if that was like, all right. All right. Geop geopolitical ties to Europe, but it, okay. it, in terms of region wise, it's I always mix okay. up Armenia an and Asian Andorra. Country. Uh, but yeah, let's let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it moving. What is our next song, Jackie? Uh, well, I mean, our next song is uh, Mr. Vane, Culture Beat, which I think is the most Planet of the Bass-esque of all of these songs, I would say. I would agree. Yeah. I, I, I thought I heard this one, but I, I think I think it's just because there are so many Eurodance songs that sound no, just I, like I mean, this that's one. What I, that's what I said earlier. It's like all of them do these arpeggiating synth riffs that like all this feel is, like cousins of each other. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, this is the same riff as uh, Another Night by The Real McCoy. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Which Another that's song that has yeah, the same yeah, yeah. Uh, trade-off rap verse. Yeah. I want it now. Yeah, after about a minute of the song, it's uh, it kind of worries that it's welcome for me at least. I'm ready for it. I mean, it's it's really just be a little self-indulgent. Yeah, like little little vein. The schoolhouse rock rap is you back. Know, you know, no, I was gonna say when when I heard this song, it made me realize I feel like the most relevant rap influence on the rap stylings of Eurobeat music is Will Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very parents don't understand flow. Well, I'm pretty yeah, sure definitely. Will Smith still gets a lot of pop over there. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Captain Jack basically. This is one I didn't have much to add. I I I almost cut this one, and I was like, yeah, I'll just leave it in because I didn't want to update the playlist because you already listened to it. But yeah, this is this is a good one. I I just need to include this one because it's the most prototypical of the planet of the base structure um we can just jump right into the the video for this one uh let me pull up the playlist oh yes, boy more course. metal songs so, yeah so, oh, so, so they're, they're, they're slightly out of order uh why you love the 90s mr vane metal cover is the one 
So yeah, oh, this I love is the this, armed. This is what I go what I back to with like uh, the fact that this is just called "When You Love the '90s." And then feel when this actually does. Yeah, the arm, the, the arm joke is very funny. Yeah, because it actually does kind of sound like the arm. Oh, I hate. Ugh. Again, the stop, metal in that feels staring at me. It's so powerful. Windbreaker guitarist is like a type of guy in metal, and he needs to be stopped at all costs. Okay, I can't. I can't. That's fair. I can't. This, no, this, I can't. This, do, this I can't guy, do this. This guy is particularly. I, this I, I wasn't upset so by him watching earlier, but I I understand why like, he's. That guy can only be like a gym teacher. Well, let's talk about a song <laughs> that is uh, definitely not at all annoying, and that's uh, "Dota" by Bass Hunter. Yes, let's let's do it. This is another one that is a very core formative text to me. Not. Um, as early i think but very very young i got into this song i'm not sure i think i definitely got into it around when i started actually playing the game but um i yes i i played both dota 1 and then later dota 2 um, you were in a the lot. streets playing dota I was, 1 i yes no really i played fucking warcraft 3 custom modded dota 1 game i was really out so i was one of those people that when league of legends became a thing i was like well it's not even like i was one of those annoying yeah they, they don't it doesn't um, even take them time to turn around dota dota guys could be an episode of uh of the podcast guys for sure um or just like MOBA guys in general, but yeah. Wait, wait is this one of our, wrong one mix? One, wait, of our, one of our generations. I think I put the wrong mix in here. Brain sicknesses. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, this is the club mix instead of the radio edit, whatever. Um, but yeah, Dota, Base Hunter. Um, this is a fascinating one because technically Dota is the less popular version, and this is kind of a smart move on their part, which is that they have this viral hit that is like very much steeped in 2006 like video game culture, like. But then they're like, wait, this is a really catchy song. Perhaps we shouldn't alienate people that aren't video gamers. And so then they just literally re-released the song with like different lyrics that are like vague Eurodance lyrics called All I Ever Wanted. It's just the same song, but like that's not That's very funny. Gamer, oh, that's pro- okay, that's probably why, why I recognize the song. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like it's their most famous song either way, but it is just very funny to be like, well, everyone loves this song, but it is kind of like relic like the the album this album that it comes from is called lol and it's got like a leap speak little like like uh emoji that's custom typed out right like this is very early like internet nerd culture type stuff uh, as you will see from the, the video that we'll watch in a second but yeah i i i I, this is a song I just can't even like give any kind of value judgment to because I hear it and I'm just like, well, yes, of course. I've been listening to this song since I was like seven. I know exactly what Dota sounds like. Um, I can't even hear it, you know, like it's just kind of in there. It does feel very uh, foundational to like how the soundtrack of uh, gamer music, gamer centric oh, totally. music, and like esports related music has come to be. Uh, this is definitely could, yeah, like the, 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 the link between yeah. gamer culture and like a very like yeah 
uh, yeah, very like, acid rave sort of sound. Because, exactly. yeah, like, like you think games. of, like, 2010s montage music, you know, like, dubstep. I mean, like, I, I, I mean, these aren't exactly the same, obviously, but uh, it would be uh, kind no, of crazy I mean, to yeah, say it doesn't the, the, have the, a lot of influence. The, 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 big, annoying Electro House was the predecessor to dubstep as the predominant music for, like, 360 no-scope compilations, right? Like, before we had... Skrillex, we had fucking Tiesto and shit, right? And this is very much of that ilk. Later than the rest of the stuff, like this is 2006 as opposed to 90s, so it's a little different, but it, it's it's very spiritual successor here. I was talking to Max about a uh, hard style before this and how hard style took me, it took me a very long time to get into like full hard dance stuff just because a lot of the stuff I first heard was very bad and this isn't even that bad but like stuff like fucking headhunters and shit like that that was like some of the worst rave music that was around when I was younger but then like I've come around to like no it's good when it's done with sort of intention but yeah yeah um, this is the music for like the, your friend that definitely should not be uh snapchatting themselves behind the wheel this is what they're playing <laughs> oh, yeah. this, this is definitely like i mean not to to throw shade at uh, uh communities of which people on this chat might have been formally affiliated this is very much like non-explicitly furry coded music that furries listen to Right, yeah. like it's very internet subculture for better and worse. Yeah. Mm. The girl I dated in high school loved Bass Hunter and loved this song and would only listen to the Dota mix and of not course. like the. It's the word. Like, this is my. This is nails on chalkboard to me. Like, I, this I is always been the like. No, I get it. This reactivated uh, all of my bully instincts. And fair, uh, fair, this is like, <laughs> people are always like, how did you get like into, you know, like, how do you listen to like aggressive music? And it's because songs like this make me want to like grab the frailest person near me and shove them into a locker. Whereas me, I, I know other bass hunter songs besides Dota and yeah. uh, like R Russian Privjet was a song I had on my uh, iPod iPod Nano at one point. I, that, that that that's a that, that's a good one. Um, it's wild yeah. that it was like, what if uh, what if the guy who made Minecraft instead of being a Nazi just became a, a no, club music guy? I was literally guy. gonna say like so much Minecraft parody music feels like it is indebted to like right like youtube gamer yeah. music bass hunter really is kind of the, the forefather of that whole aesthetic. yeah like if you wanted to show your friends a clip of something cool that you did and upload it to youtube in 144p of like a screen grab you had to have bass hunter in the background it was like legally required all right maddie of these <laughs> two just hit play on the, the rock cover not the metal cover the metal cover is fine I, I, I found that one because I was like, oh, this fits the, the metal theme that we've been doing. But the rock cover one is a uh, gamer coded in the video. So, of course, that was the one I had to go with. It literally looks like he's yeah, like, like, like a. Oh, is that like a Counter Strike tournament right now? Yes. Okay. Sweden. It's where a base hunter is from, of course. So we're building up. Yeah, 
It's pretty Not low great. energy it, it, it's right a, now. It, 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 it doesn't. I mean, the other one doesn't rock out very hard either. But this is about as hard as it goes, unfortunately. Oh, this is a missed opportunity for like a guy with a double bass drum. Uh, no, yeah, exactly. to be, it, like, it, it, it could absolutely be way wailing on that shit, you know. I need some guy with like visible snake bite holes, but this not the crazy actual piercing to them anymore. Tournament. Like I mean, this oh, is yeah. Yeah, one of those like land party cons. Yeah, this, this this was like music that people that were going to land party conventions were listening to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. This is real ass music. Yeah, you know, turn right, up the bass hunter. Let's move on to our next song. One of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, Two Times by Ann Lee. This song um, rocks. This is a salvo after the last song. This, I, I, it, there's something very gentle about this song. And also, I was glad, actually, when I realized... I was like, oh shit, we didn't put um, rhythm is um, no rhythm of the night on this episode. But what I learned is that Anne Lee is one of the co-writers of the rhythm of the night. So le legend, legendary uh, Italian. I believe I believe Anne Lee is like the Americanization of her. Commenter's mother Anne. Oh no, actually, no. Sorry, wrong. Anne Lee, Anne Lee singer. Oh, she's British. Okay, yeah, exactly. But I was gonna say she's she, got a little bit of a twang. There's a little bit of a twang to she, the voice. She, she is British, but um, yeah, this is this is just like a yeah. She she becomes like famous because she has the big hit with um, "Rhythm of the Night," which is a, a Italian track, and then this is like from her big sort of like solo record, and it is just like there's something about it that feels very hamster dance adjacent to me, but like. Minus it's, all of the kind of overcranked humor novelty factor of it, it's like tasteful yeah. hamster dance. Yeah, got it's got it. the same kind of melody, and it's got the little. Yeah, it, uh, it makes you want to bop your head like the um, the Hathaway uh, "What Is Love" uh, SNL sketch where they're all in the car and they're all doing the like head bobbing thing. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Uh huh. Um, yeah, this song is making. You like just told me that that was about doing cocaine. And I had no idea. I've never... And, and yeah, yeah, now it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah, I never put, like, never thought about it. Too into it, exactly. I just thought they were having fun. See, that's the problem that I've always had with dance music, is that, like, there's this sinister undertone, and I, I'm just a big, like, I want to have fun. I don't yeah, have like, to do I thought, a drug. I thought the past fire group, because we were all yeah. just... <laughs> I thought hey, we, we were all just put on pinkies. Yeah. I thought I thought that we were trading little like <laughs> plastic jewelry with each other, like friendship bracelets, and sucking on binkies, and wearing like really freeing clothing. Because it was just what like, is the actual uh, purpose of the candy, the bracelets? There's not. I mean, no, wow. there's not. The, the candy thing. I mean, it was more. It's, it's all about like trading. It's essentially like yeah. a. Yeah social sort of it's like deadheads doing the tie-dye t-shirts there's not a coded thing to yeah it. yeah there's nothing to it it's just like, <laughs> a, it's like a combo <laughs> up the... i looked up guys sucking binky evilly and i didn't get any, <laughs> i didn't get anything exactly online yeah i, I can't imagine <laughs> you would <laughs> no, um, check the chat i found a great photo but yeah oh this song this song rules 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that man looks high as fucking balls. <laughs> yeah, he's rolling. <laughs> Off oh, that 90s year uh, Unfortunately, Molly. tragically, this is the only one I was not able to find a rock cover of. I did find a, a, a really weird acoustic cover of it, though. We should just watch that real quick. Okay, yeah. Let's, um, let, let's see. I have I have no way to explain this video besides that this is like a young girl and her dad, question mark. And she is on one of those like assisted living, like wall mounted um chairs that help people get upstairs but she's not moving in it she's just sitting in it and then the dad joins her on the stair i the setup of this video is so confusing to me but then they just start doing a normal ish cover of the song and it's kind of cute but then also i don't know it's Voice is a little rough. I ain't gonna lie, the voice is a little rough. Sorry to this child. And then the too loud playing of the guitar on the chorus. Anyways. I really is... love this. This is just kind of like a beautiful slice of humanity, honestly. Like, no, it's yeah. actually like very sweet. Yeah. I, I really love this. This is actually this, this song of all the ones seems like it could be translated the best to like an actual rock version. Like it's just yeah. got yeah. a very like peppy little rhythm to it. Okay, we can move on to Rhythm is a Dancer now. Yeah. All right. Rhythm is a Dancer up next on the playlist by Snap. This is definitely one of the most... I looked it up. How do we, What is Love comes out one year after this song. So definitely uh, ripping, ripping this song off. Absolutely. Sure. This was also like very Planet of the Bass coded. Like as soon as exactly. I heard Planet of the Bass, this reminded me like of Rhythm is a Dancer immediately. I think especially the lyric rhythm is a dancer is just the most like when you like it seems so like obvious but then you think about it for even one second and you're like wait that is that's not that, that sounds that like is, a European talking yeah oh yes yeah, so, so rhythm is a dancer yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> it's so, like that, 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 that bad no back in the swamp the rhythm was a dancer she was she was an exotic dancer at jumbo clown room at the <laughs> uh when i would leave the swamp down the, the swamp water would be too much for me i go down to the to the strip club and the oh, rhythm she was my favorite dancer this I is how it feels jump, whenever boom you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> just yeah in a, in a perfect world we got like cajun dance instead of euro dance but i'll take it man there's I'll, gotta be I'll something out there Bayou dance. It's, Bayou called dance. It's, it's called zydeco we, it's zydeco we did an episode yeah. on it already <laughs> but yeah rhythm is a dancer absolute fucking banger i think this is just like a, just like prototypical euro dance did you watch the video for this? I went and like made a, I did. like a YouTube playlist of the Spotify playlist I, just because I, I really needed all like of the music videos for these. I highly needed, recommend. Yeah, the visual element of this stuff is like one of my favorite things, and I love it, like the entire thing for Rhythm as a Dancer is they're like on a planet. Well, they had the minions in Rhythm as a Dancer. Like oh, it's, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of guys in like kind of like the green man suit but they've got their their faces cut out and they're all wearing like goggles and stuff maybe about to launch a rocket to i don't know like somewhere 
Yeah, all, all of the like very vague theme theming of like because this is also this perfect intersection of just like the, the the tail end of there being money in these music videos. So like even though these are all novelty hits, like they're willing to invest in a music video for exactly this one song. And exactly. like the the Anne Lee music video is really great. I like that's one of my the best ones I watched for sure. That one's like really colorful. It's kind of like if you imagine just like a stereotype of what you imagine Scandinavians would be like, just kind of wearing like like quirky outfits that are like very colorful and just kind of going around their very pleasant city. Like the Anne Lee video is very much that. Yeah, there's yeah, like this, three this, kinds this of videos. Like, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, there's like the uh, the Europeans going around their city to show you what their city looks like, which yes. is like around the world. There's uh, in the future we only can dance and there is no yes. war, which is 100%. like rhythm is a dancer. And then there's uh, I live in a studio apartment. It's black and white, and uh, there are like two men with like big open shirts. One is the rapper, yes. and the other is just, like, there, and a beautiful woman is singing. But there's, like, no furniture in the studio apartment, just two microphones. That And yeah. that's it. Like, there's nothing, there's no plot. It's just, like, European people in a room. Yeah. Europeans I, do love to be in rooms. It's a big <laughs> thing of theirs. All right. Especially with no AC, you know, almost, they, they we're love almost to sweat. The, the end of these, uh, these metal covers. I did get a very good submission from from Jay, which is the uh, the, the the acoustic cover we can maybe listen to. But first, let's just we're almost done. Let's listen to the metal cover of Rhythm as a Dancer. He's got like a oh, laser tag wearing... bodysuit on. Yeah, I love I <laughs> yeah. love the set dressing in this one. It's so good. So he's in Tron. This is the 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 2010s version of the We Live on the Planet where you can only dance now music video. Yeah. This, this is like is... that, but for people that listen to Muse and play like Destiny or whatever. He's right. gamer Kate LeBon. <laughs> it sure. kind of reminds me. There's the uh, the tweet that's like Scott sounds like uh, a child in the '90s at a pizza oh, party yeah, or whatever. Kirk tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, or like uh, getting Scott mozzarella sticks. Getting the mozzarella sticks and new metal is the sound of your mom taking them away. Right and. <laughs> Uh, like Eurodance is the sound of playing laser tag before you get the mozzarella sticks. There's also, <laughs> I think this song really illustrates the connection between Europeans trying to sing like Americans in the hair metal era and then Europeans trying to sing like Americans in Eurodance, you know? Yeah, I respect that my man went with the Children of Bodom guitar for this shit. He's like, you know. I love the, the guitar guy. The guitar guy rocks. I like all the IKEA lights. It's great. This is just really it's like fun. big time Lapland excellence. All right, Maddie, hit play on that next one. Let's watch the butt rock cover. Oh this yeah, is, this is really great. Oh my god, yeah, uh, the butt rock beanie, the the the, listen, the listen. sleeveless leather vest. This is an American butt rock. This is okay. A Bono, I can't. Okay, this I'm is gonna, a Bono ass motherfucker. I was gonna say there is a porno video where the oh, okay. the guy in the porno looks just like this guy with like the leather huh? sleeveless suit. I don't. Just saying, this guy looks like a porn star. <laughs> Maddie, sorry, hold on, Mike. Keep on the video real quick, Maddie. Yeah. 
Hit that music. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, I mean, I'm right down. Let's listen to him sing for a second. Yeah. No excuses. I'll. I'll <laughs> no. Again, it, it just, I just can't. I can't. I can't say. Any, I don't want to say anymore. <laughs> but that's just where my brain went. Oh, it sounds like acoustic monskin. Ugh. This is Bono voice. hundred. This yeah. is Bono. No chance. European butt rock. <laughs> It's <laughs> so good. Oh, but it is Milky Chance. Holy shit. It's that band Elbow. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers them. They were. I don't know, man. Like, it's been... I don't know who decided, like, yeah, let me butt rock that one. Like, I, yeah. I, I do love It's It's inspired for sure. Yeah. All right, let's listen to one of the greatest songs of all time. Uh, we've had enough of this. Let's 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 bring out the big guns. This is, I think we're as, as I was saying before, very formative playlist for me. This is like up there with uh, Blue Bada B, but instead of it being, oh, I think I like electronic music. This is like the earliest song I heard that I was like, I think I'm a woman. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> like <laughs> definitely, or just like. I did not have that that level of clarity at the time, or else things would have played out differently. But it was more like I'm not having a boy reaction to the song, whatever that means. I'm not reacting to this the way the other air quotes straight boys are. Um, you weren't fist pumping <laughs> to it. Yeah. No, yes, I, I talked earlier about the European in my blood being awakened. That this is the moment that the f- inside of me was. Boy boys don't play the cascada like <laughs> um, that. This is this is straight up like yeah. I I said one one of the best songs of all time. This is in my like all time favorite songs. Eleven out of ten songs. Like I genuinely think this is like a perfect song. I think it's like pure catharsis. It's just so good. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is great. This, this this is this is again. I again I also heard this in my youth. Foundational track. Foundation. It's become like a stadium song. Like it just became like. This is the one of these more than any other that just crossed the threshold all the way from novelty hit and turn into like song that is a part of the American songbook. Like people sing this in the way that they sing like Sweet Caroline and like it translates very well to like marching band performances as many of these songs do, etc. Like this is just a song that like everyone knows. Also, going back to this the planet of the bass lyrics, your arms are my castle, the heart is the sky, all that shit. Yeah, I was li- I was listening to this knowing I was not having a straight boy reaction to this. That's for sure. Um, but banger banger video, Cascada, just just what a what a lady. I know very little about her, but what a lady. German, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm looking her up right now. Yeah. That's what my like European rankings was going to surprisingly end in. I didn't think I was going to get there, but like Germany kind of put some hits on this episode. I think Italy, we, I think Italy is highs and lows, right? Yeah. Italy, Italy, you got some of the worst cheese, but you've also got like Georgia Maroder, you know, like we 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 do our part. Italo disco is a crucial, a crucial like 
part of the formulation of this kind of music. I think, I think, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we can't, we can't really rank the countries here because if I was doing, these, like I can a, play better and worse songs from each one of these countries, right? Like, yeah, if I were to do like a tier list of all the European countries, just based just on really general, everything, yeah. General. I would probably put Germany, like, B or C, and, like, you could convince me on B because of their contributions to the Eurodance canon. Uh, I think Sweden did a really good job here. You know, that's, like... Sweden, I mean, that's the thing, like, Sweden's contributions to pop music in general, like, it... Of course. I think this, was, I mean, this did... is really the era where that starts, like, like them uh, pumping out a lot of this, this stuff, but yeah. Um, do you remember A-Teens, which was people trying to, like, do ABBA songs, but it was teenagers singing them? And no. it was, like, Eurodance versions of ABBA songs? No, but that that, that sounds fun. A-teens. I remember, yeah, A-Teens, because they didn't want to get sued. I looked this up. They were originally ABBA teens, and then they were like, well, we can't be sued. So we have that to call rules. them the A-Teens. Uh it's just like Eurodance version of ABBA songs, and it kind of rocks. Like I'm yeah. really with it. That 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 rules. Actually, I'm gonna listen to this later. Yeah, but that yeah, was my every time we touch Cascada, she. I feel like Cascada is just like she has like the cult icon status, but I feel like she came just a little before Poptimism. Like if if Cascada had come around even, like, five years later, she would have gotten, like, a Robin-esque treatment where I think there'd be more of a, like, this is, like, like Pitchfork yeah. would be writing, like, reviews. Like, I think the way that, like, people now take Kesha more musically seriously, like, there need, I mean, I think, I think part of the problem is just that, like, she does have other hits, like, Evacuate the Dance Floor is a good song, but, like, Evacuate the Dance Floor is way more uh, pink-coded, you know? Not mm-hmm. the color, the artist. Um, uh, whereas every time we touch is like this magic, just like combination of it being totally overproduced and cheesy, but also like so fucking soulful. Like you really do feel it. Like it is, it is the one of these where the melodrama is like the most actualized. I think, and there's just yeah. something. I, I think she had a hard time translating it into a non-novelty career, even though that song is so huge because it's just like it's kind of hard to make anything in that song shadow with that, that like lives up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I really love her cover of what hurts the most by I'm, rascal flats. Oh my God. I didn't know that existed. I oh, love yeah, it to that after It's this. so good. Like it's, I mean, it's a Euro danced out version of what hurts the most. It's like, I mean, and yeah, just, a it, lot of these artists do lean into like, covers very quickly. Like there are a lot yeah. of Captain Jack covers. I'm seeing here on the same Cascada album that she covered, like Skater Boy and Perfect Day, and and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You, you could just you could just push the and and I think that is a lot of. I mean, this a lot of this stuff was produced in a fact. Like it was intended to be disposable, right? Like all of this is kind of self actualized. Yeah. I mean, but it's kind of disposable, but it's also kind of like. Uh, you wanted a, like a reason to spin a certain song in the club and oh, there's totally. no reason to do it except for like, Oh, we've got this like dance version of it. Uh, yeah, instead totally. of now where I think people are just a little bit more willing to like kind of throw caution to the wind and play something stupid. Um, if they want to, but I don't know, man, I, you get that fucking, you get 
listen, back when I drank, if you hit me with that What Hurts the Most cover at like 1245 and I've got like a good buzz going, I might get a tear out. Like, oh, that's a, that is a track. But yeah, do we have any kind of closing thoughts on 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 the episode or on Cascada and any anything in general? It's a classic. I love uh, everyone overseas. Uh, shout outs to the Euros. Uh, I hope I didn't say anything too hard on you. I mean, um, Max, I, when you were coming in grumpier, I was gonna give you a permission a permission slip to do racism against the Europeans. Like, I, <laughs> I, 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 I was not. Um, I'm not. I'm not precious about. Look, you, you I'll can, keep that card in my back pocket. You, you can, you can. It's a me, Mario, me, all you want. I take, I take no offense. But uh, let's let, let's finish it off here with a fellow named Vincent Moretto and, and listen to a metal metal cover. There are, as you might imagine, like an entire industry of covers of this song specifically. This is like one of the most covered songs in YouTube history, I imagine. Jonathan Young, who gave us the uh, Blue Bada Bee cover earlier, he did a, a, a pop punk cover of this song. You know how dictators in the Middle East oh, would have hell. like body doubles, you know, in case you know for yeah. like assassins. This guy looks like a body double for like Andrew Tate, or like he could be a, a Andrew yeah. Tate body double um, in case Scott's, he were to get assassinated by the Hungarian a, uh, government. I'm just going through right now. There's a Scott's U Network cover of this song. There, of are, there are just so many versions. Uh, there's like a rock cover one that has a very like. Um, uh, hype beast coded guy that's really terrible. Um, mm. There's just a, a lot of these that are. I, I, I watched several of them. I sat on this one because I wanted to keep the rock, the, the metal theme going, and this guy was also. Yeah. I love that he's got the like headstockless guitar. Very, a, lo- very a lot of the guys gods. that do the Eurodance covers do have uh, the headstock guitars, yeah. Yeah, they're like. I mean, it's just, it's like the tech guy version of guitars. I don't know. There's no, something no, no, no. about, like, uh, all of these guys will, I mean, I guess part of it is, like, oh, the, uh, the, like, visual aspect of this has to be as cranked up as the actual music is, if not more. So they yeah, buy, like, the most with, like, visually. YouTube editing culture. Yeah, right? you like, have to, little... like, have the most visually interesting looking instrument not just like a regular guitar but also like i don't know it's just no. very it, it also just fits in with the overall aesthetic of like youtuber um yeah. content you know where it's like He's everything is like everything everywhere. is all yeah very yeah, gamer chair digital uh, interface stuff so it makes sense having this like oh Oh yeah, isn't, man. Isn't this this so guy's, I was kind of on the like, fence before, but this guy's fucking sick. <laughs> uh, I I really appreciate these metal covers because, like, how would I know that this is real music without hearing a guitar, bass, and drums? You know, like, <laughs> I, I needed to be shown what real music is by these these rockin' gentlemen, and they of helped course. me out. And we appreciate that. We're the first patrons. Week. You got a little yeah. tied up. Yeah. A little kink. Oh, I didn't even realize this. This was a galaxy printed headstock. Yo, and he hit the orange justice. Let's go. (laughs) All right. 
that, right. This has been fun. Scatman John yeah. never got to hit the gwitty and that's I, I, I just so gotta, sad. Yeah. <laughs> I just gotta say for, for your day. Scatman John in Fortnite and that's fucked up. <laughs> oh my god. I just gotta say with your dance, uh, I, I, you know, I, I was like, you know, I'm gonna throw this all in the office. You know, I'm just gonna prepare for the episode, you know, and uh, I was having a great time listening to this place in the office. Literally, people were sending me songs to queue up other Eurodance songs because they were so happy to hear Eurodance. Like, this is a genre that definitely got critically, like, I think in the sort of a, a backlash in the 2000s after its heyday, people were like, oh, this music actually sucked. And I feel like now it has definitely gotten a reevaluation in sort of the post hyperpop world for how it influenced that genre and really just like, Oh, pop music is just like not fun nowadays, and it's that's, nice that's to be reminded that pop music can be fun and, and good. And, and, and like Max said, it's also the effect of these songs all play completely differently. If you were like a fully grown adult who had to encounter these songs on a semi-regular basis in social situations, I am sure you are way less amused by them or nostalgic about them, right? Like, I think part of it is that kind of like, like Max was saying earlier, it's like, yeah, these songs have very limited shelf lives, and so it's understandable why people got sick of them. But then, like, mm-hmm. they, they are just this pure burst of serotonin that if you haven't had it in a while, it can be especially effective. Maddie, I want to send us out with this. I just posted a video in here. This is a video titled Epic Solo by John Scatman. We're going to have John send us out here. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like uh, he sings like Ron Jeremy. Rest in peace, Gabby and John. Rest in peace. The hard cut to the RIP. I'm sorry. RIP. Genuinely. Zero, like, the top comment, 0% auto-tune, 100% skill. So true. And 100% reason to remember the name. R.I.P. Skyman John. John. Euro Dance Forever. We'll see you all next week for the for the podcast. God, what the fuck are we doing next week? Uh, I gotta, I gotta good check. Good question. Okay, so next week is is going to be a bonus episode. So, we'll be, so uh, it's going to be oh, it's wow. called Punks Forever, which is a, a grant creation. Uh, oh, God, like, is this and i'm then, actually really scared to figure out what i'm trying to remember what this is oh no oh no oh, no. oh. this is i know way too many of these something we talked about right before this episode is on that playlist uh, with oh, God. but then after that then after that, we get right back to the cheese and the gay shit. Of course, it, we're doing Ma- the long-awaited Madonna episode. Very yes, excited for that. Very That's going to be huge. Yes. So hopefully you all enjoyed this episode. So uh, for our Patreon supporters, uh, again, if you want to uh, listen to our bonus episodes, $5 a month on patreon.com slash Podcast. Get a bonus episode every month. And also you get all episodes 48 hours early if you support us on any tier on patreon so hey it's a good deal go for it uh but if you are not a patreon supporter which you should be but if not uh we'll see you all in two weeks for the madonna roulette so thank you all for listening we'll see you next time bye-bye hey louis yeah. is that you yeah. yes oh i'm scatman john would you like
Let me sing it to you, hallelujah. 